You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Listen, I'm so glad to have you with us wherever you are on planet Earth. I'm glad to have you with us today. We're going to have an exciting time. Listen, we're in my leadership edition of How to Win, our leadership edition. And my main purpose is to inspire you, equip and equip you to lead on a high level, regardless to your level of leadership. Maybe you're an aspiring leader. You want to become a leader one day. Listen, these lessons are going to prepare you and you're going to be so ready to lead people in any arena. Or maybe you are in a new leadership role. This is your first time leading people. It's going to be a blessing to you. Or maybe you're an advanced, experienced leader. And I said this in our first lesson, leadership has no destination. We'll never get to the end of it. We'll always be growing. Successful leaders are always growing, attempting to get better, going to higher and higher levels in God and in serving people. Now, listen at this. I don't care what arena it is. We're going to help you, whether it's in your home leadership, in the home leadership at work, leadership at school, leadership in education, leadership in business, leadership in ministry, regardless to the arena, I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that these principles from God's word is going to enhance your leadership capacity. Now, we began uh, a series entitled Leading Yourself. Leading Yourself. Now, this series has a background text. It's taken from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. I'll read it from the New King James Version. The great apostle Paul is writing to his son, Timothy, who began as a disciple of Christ over in Acts chapter 16. But tradition has it that he later became a pastor of above 20, a church of above 25 thousand members. Mile, he, he, he grew and we want to grow in our leadership. So the apostle Paul is speaking to Timothy in first Timothy four sixteen, And he says, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine, continue in them for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. And I said, the order is important. Notice Paul said to Timothy, take heed to yourself. Then take heed to the doctrine. Notice, pay attention, guard, develop yourself. Then 
focus on the doctrine, but de develop yourself. He said, continue in them, for in doing this you shall both save yourself and those who hear you. Now notice the order is important. Self before doctrine, save self before saving others. So we see now that our what we do should be an extension of who we are. What we do should be an extension of who we are. You see, leading yourself is step one to successfully leading others. Leading yourself is step one to leading others. And leading yourself will always be your greatest challenge. You said, why will it be my greatest challenge? It will be your greatest challenge because as leaders, we are always focusing outside of ourselves. Physically, naturally, I'm focused on you. I can't personally see myself. I can see my hands when I stretch them out, but I can't see myself. And as leaders, we tend to focus out, and there's a part of that that's true, but out should be an extension of in. So we're talking about leading yourself. This is this is a four-part series. It's an, an extensive study, but a four-part series. And part one is personal or self-awareness. Part two is personal integrity. Part three is personal discipline. And then part four is personal growth. Now, we begin in lesson one talking about part one, personal or self-awareness. And we said that personal awareness or self-awareness has to do with the study of yourself or studying yourself. And that's what we're doing in this part. We're dealing with ourselves, clearly seeing ourselves, our values, our value, our fit, our behavior, our reactions, our body language, how we impact others, self-awareness, has to do with studying yourself. In lesson one, we talked about personal self-awareness and we talked about external self-awareness. Very good lesson, very good lesson. But in this second lesson, we want to begin to talk about avenues of self-awareness avenues, and there are four avenues of self-awareness that we're going to be discussing, four avenues of self-awareness. The first avenue we'll look at today, we'll spend the balance of the entire series on this avenue. It is the avenue of personality traits, personality traits or predispositions personality trait, predispositions. Now, personality traits 
are those enduring and relative unchanging personality traits that have to do with our natural way of being and our natural way of doing things. Now, we're going to be talking about personality traits. Personality traits. These are predispositions. These personality traits are enduring and relatively unchanging personality traits. This is, these things that we're going to discuss today are our natural way of being, our predispositions, our natural way of being. All of us have been created by God and we have a distinct makeup, a distinct personality makeup. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about our distinct way, personality traits, of doing things. We all do things differently, and we need to be aware of how we do things. How do we do these things? Now, I want to give you a, 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 a Bible example uh, of a, a scriptural case study of a man named Barnabas. Barnabas first appears over in Acts, the end of Acts 4, and he gives this great gift to the body of Christ. And then we see him appear again in Acts chapter 9, and we see him appear at Acts chapter uh, 13, he became, Barnabas became a great leader in the church, the early church. Now, his name, Barnabas, translates to son of encouragement. And his name, son of encouragement, will give us some insight to this unique personality trait that he has. It was Barnabas in Acts chapter 9, verse 27, that vouched for the apostle Paul, who was formerly known as Saul. Remember, in Acts chapter 9, Paul was a persecutor of the church, and he was saved and converted on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9. And he immediately embraced his calling and began to preach what he had previously formally persecuted. But all of the disciples, the leaders in the church, the apostles, they were afraid of the apostle Paul. They didn't want to embrace him. And it was Barnabas that vouched for Saul, who later became Paul. And he was the one that caused the leaders of the church to receive and welcome the newly saved persecutor named Saul. They thought, the leaders of the church thought, this man is a fake. He's trying to get in our inner circle to destroy us. But Barnabas said, no, no, no. He's had a genuine experience. God met him on the Damascus road. 
and we have witnessed his preaching. Remember in Acts chapter 9, verse 23 through 26, when the word began to spread from Jewish communities and cities over to Gentile areas, a great revival broke out in Antioch. And to confirm that it was a genuine work of God, the leaders of the church in Jerusalem, the new Christian church in Jerusalem, sent Barnabas to confirm this new work, to validate this new work. So in Acts 9, 23 through 26, it says, when he, Barnabas, arrived in Antioch, he saw this evidence of God's blessing. He was filled with joy. Now watch this. And he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. The scripture says that Barnabas was a good man. He was full of the Holy Spirit, strong in faith, and many people were brought to the Lord. Now, on the, in this teaching on personality traits, I wanted to bring out Barnabas because Barnabas was a naturally encouraging, positive empathetic and understanding leader. He was naturally encouraging personality trait. He was naturally empathetic. He was naturally positive. Have you ever seen people, they just exude positivity? Well, that has something to do with their personality bent. They just natural, they're naturally encouraging, naturally positive. That's the way Barnabas was. He was naturally empathetic, naturally understanding. Have you ever met people like that? They have this positive disposition. Have you ever met leaders or served on the leaders? They had this positive, encouraging personality about them. On the other hand, have you met leaders and Christians that were not encouraging, were not positive. In fact, they were negative by bent and they were not empathetic and they were not understanding. Well, Barnabas had a personality trait that was naturally positive and uplifting, encouraging. He was a beautiful person. And the scripture says that he was a good man. Man, I was, God would say that about me. How about you? Now, we're talking about personality traits, and we're going to get into these personality traits. There are about five categories that we're going to look at. And I don't want you to think, because we're going to look at them in both there uh, on, a, on a, a scale but no one, most people are not the extreme of either parts of the scale. So I don't want you to, when we list these positive traits, I don't want you to think uh, good or bad. Don't think good or bad. What I want you to think is whether or not these personality traits will enhance, support your leadership, or will these personality traits undermine your leadership? And we need to be self-aware of traits that we have that may undermine or support our leadership. Now, let's look at the first personality trait, and we'll look at the spectrum. 
On the one hand, there are the extrovert. On the other hand, there's the introvert. Extrovert on one end, extrovert on the other. And most people kind of fit either on one side or the other or somewhere in the middle. The extrovert prefers activities that involves being with and interacting with others. That's an extrovert. This person, their, their predisposition, their natural bent, their personality trait is that they prefer activities that involve being with or interacting with others. Are you an extrovert? Do you enjoy Activities that involve being with people, working with people, interacting with people, or are you an introvert? An introvert prefers activities in work and pleasure that involves few or no other people. Few or no other people. There is a place in leadership for the extrovert. There is a place in leadership for the introvert. Now, but we, you and I as leaders, we need to be aware of our personality trait. Are you an extrovert? That's going to be very important. Very important if you're going to build teams, motivate teams, you're going to have to interact with people. On the other hand, sometimes it is good to be an uh, introvert can be positive in that there are times where, as a leader, you need space, you need to reflect, you need to meditate, you need to think. So there's a place for the introvert. But what you and I have to decide does my personality trait of being an introvert or an extrovert, does it undermine or does it support my leadership in a certain activity? The second area of personality traits, we want to look at the, disagree the agreeable and the disagreeable. The agreeable and the disagreeable. Now, the agreeable, this personality trait, generally want to strive to maintain relationships. This person is big on relationships. They will do whatever they can, whatever they can to maintain the relationship. The relationship is important to them. Now, the disagreeable, on the other hand, will not be concerned about maintaining relationships and therefore tend to have no worry about raising hard issues and have no worry about upsetting relationships. Now, there are some people, they are really into relationships. They're good in their relationships. And we're going we're gonna to dive even deeper into some of these things, and we're going to call some of these things strengths and struggles. 
But there, there's something positive about being agreeable, having that personality, wanting to maintain relationships. But there's something also positive about the disagreeable, because you normally think negative. But the disagreeable doesn't mind raising hard issues, doesn't mind upsetting the relationship in confrontation. And that can be positive, too. So which area do you lean in? Are you more the agreeable? You strive for the relationship. You want it to work. You're working hard overtime trying to make it work. Or is relationships are less on the front foremost? The issues are important to you. Uh, you don't mind getting in that hard space. You don't mind raising up issues. You don't mind upsetting the relationship through confrontation when it's necessary. Which side are you? Where are you? We're talking about self-awareness. The third category of personality traits is the conscientious and the carefree. The conscientious and the carefree. The conscientious, is this you? This your personality bent. The conscientious is highly self-disciplined. Are you a highly self-disciplined person? The conscientious plan carefully. Are you one of those planning types? I mean, you want to plan everything out. The, the conscientious leader tends to matters of detail. Are you that detailed person? You want to touch all your bases? Do you set mechanisms in place to ensure that the task is completed? Do you set in place mechanisms to ensure the completion of the task? Then you are a conscientious. You have that personality trait. On the other hand, there's the carefree trait. And that remember, don't think bad or good. Think support undermine. Does this trait undermine? Does this trait support? And it, it, as I meditated on these different personality traits, I could see positive in, in both areas. Now, the carefree personality trait will not plan. They're spontaneous. This is a very spontaneous leader. Live for the moment. No interest in the details and dislike organization. It bogs you down. You don't like organization. You can look in your life and tell whether you're this carefree person. But here again, don't think bad or good. Because we need some spontaneity when it comes to following God, leading God. Sometimes the detailed person, I know I'm getting over into another lesson, but I'll, I'll go over and then I come back. Sometimes the detailed person get bogged down in analysis paralysis. They have to analyze, 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 touch this, touch this, and just slow everything down. Whereas the carefree person can be spontaneous and, and can move out on the spur of the moment. And sometimes as leaders, especially Christian leaders, we need to be spontaneous. We need to be led by the Spirit. Sometimes He'll break in, want us to go another direction. And if we uh, this person over here that we got to touch every little base. Sometimes we slow the process down. Sometimes we can slow the team down. So I don't want you to think good or bad. I want you to think 
I want you to become self-aware of who you are. Are you conscientious or are you carefree? Number four, are you open or closed? We're talking about personality traits. We're not talking about bad or good. We're talking about does this trait undermine your leadership in this situation? Does this trait support your leadership in this situation? The open person is open to new ideas. Are you open to new ideas? Do you seek opportunities for variety or do you just like to do it the same way all the time? Do you get bent out of shape when there's some change? Well, the open person is open to change. Is that you? Or don't think bad or good. Are you close? Are you more traditional in your makeup? Are you more of a logical thinker? Does it have to fit logic, the normal way of doing things? Do you prefer things that are routine? Maybe you drive to work the same way. You don't want to take a different route. Maybe you have your first, your way of dressing and it, you don't, experiment with any other style, any other fashion? Are you traditional? Are you logical in your thinking? Do you prefer things to uh, that are routine? Do you struggle with radical change? Is it, we're talking about your predisposition and you have to evaluate and you have to be honest in your evaluation. And then finally, the fifth area, that we want to look at the personality trait that is either emotion driven or emotionally free. Are you emotionally driven or are you emotionally free? Now, the emotion driven or emotionally driven personality trait, this person is emotionally negative in their thinking, emotionally negative in their thinking. This person is anxious. This person is easily upset. This person is highly reactive to stressful situations. Now, when you talk about being emotionally driven, this individual is, is really focused on the circumstances and the situations. And when the circumstances and the situations are not positive or things are not moving in the direction that this leader wants them to move in, this person is emotion-driven very negative because things are not going right. So they're very negative in their thinking, easily upset, highly reactive. And when it comes to stressful situations, everybody knows that this person is challenged at this moment because this person is highly reactive to what's going on. You can tell what's going on in their arena, their sphere of leadership by their reaction. They're highly reactive, easily upset, very anxious, very negative in their, their thinking. Then on the other hand, there are those who are emotionally free. 
They are generally relaxed, generally relaxed. They're comfortable with who they are. They're stable in their moods, easily, not easily stressed by different situations. This is the, the leader that is just level. You don't really know what's going on in their world, whether it's a high pressure situation, whether it's conflict situation, whether it's an adverse situation. This person is very stable. Their moods are very stable, very comfortable in their position not stressed out by different situations. They just navigate the situation. Now, the physician, the medical emergency person need to have this kind of bent. The firefighter, emergency workers, police officers, uh, individuals that are in highly stressed situations. And this person is emotionally free. They can just navigate through it. They're stable. They're comfortable. They're not easily upset. Now, which part of the spectrum do you fall in? Which level, which place do you fall in? Now, we've looked at five areas. We talked about in this, this uh, personality trait, we talked about the extrovert, the introvert. We talked about the agreeable, the disagreeable. We talked about the conscientious, the carefree. We talked about the open, the closed, the emotion-driven, the emotionally free uh, leader. Now, my... I want to give you some closing remarks that I think will capsulize what we're getting at in, in this series, because this is an added avenue of self-awareness. This is the first avenue. Now, let's talk as we close about adapting to the situation. While we all tend to naturally act and base our our actions on our underlining personality traits, we can choose to behave differently to our natural bent. Now, I want to say that again. While we all tend to naturally act and base our behavior on our underlining personality trait. We can choose, come on, say that. We can choose to behave differently than our natural bent. We have a natural personality trait. We may be extroverted. We may be introverted. We may be conscientious. We may be uh, carefree. But we can choose to operate and lead and act and behave in a way that is different than our natural bent. Now watch this, excellent leaders, and that's who you are called to be, excellent leaders are able to adapt their behavior and to act in a manner that is appropriate for a given situation in order to deliver a positive outcome, even though they're acting in a way that is inconsistent with their natural behavior patterns. 
I'll say that again. Excellent leaders are able to adapt their behavior. That's the key to being an excellent leader. You, you may have a natural personality trait, but you're able to act in a manner or adapt your behavior in a manner that is appropriate for a given situation in order to reach a positive outcome. Even though this may be mean behaving in a manner that contradicts your natural bent. An individual, here's my last statement, an individual with low or no adaptive behavior is likely to interact with others based on a singularly, a single possibly inappropriate style of delivery. That simply means some people, they just do the same way, they act the same way, they behave the same way. They said, this is me, take it or leave it. They, they said, this is just who I am. Yet, the way they're acting and the way they're leaving, leading is inappropriate for certain situations. But they they don't adapt to the situation. And I'm saying great leaders can adapt and operate in a manner that is different than their natural bent. I pray that this has been a blessing for you. All we're dealing with is ourselves. And in this lesson, we were dealing with our personality traits. Thank you so very much for spending this time with us. Listen, we're going to continue along these lines. We're going to get into the second and third avenue of our personal awareness or self-awareness. I pray that you have a great rest of the week.